Welcome back to the Simply Wild podcast, where we find the wild within us, where we remember the wild within us. I'm your host, Sadie Jane, and this is part three of my slightly watered-down version of my life, yet less watered-down than I've ever given before, while I attempt to share my truth while also honoring the truths around me. Wow. Um, first of all, this has been such medicine for me to really go back and like rewind, and there are so many parts of my story where I forgot or left out, or there's pieces where it's like... I'm telling my spiritual side of my story, but then I'm telling my business side of my story. So with that being said, I'm going to honor myself and honor exactly what it is that comes through for these podcasts. And also what's so cool about doing these podcasts or actually having a podcast in general is that I now have a time and space and energy to literally just share what I want to share in the time that I want to do it. So there's just no there's no rush. There's no timeline here, but I am in a really interesting pivotal part of my journey where everything shifts, everything shifts. Um, we ended with me finding hypnotherapy and finding yoga and finding this new foundation of self-awareness and this concept of quote unquote self-love that really wasn't a thing back then. And I had no idea it existed. Now, up until that point, I thought the foundation of mental health was physical fitness. And also let's remind ourselves, or at least I'm going to remind you of my part of my story. I was at that point, I thought I was fairly well educated on what it took to be a mentally stable person. Okay. I was training CrossFit to, and I was training people online. And that's really when I started building my audience, right? And also I was a registered nurse. I had gone to school for helping humans. But if I'm being really honest, my nursing degree, the, mo the majority of what I learned in college was medicines, was memorizing medicines. <sighs> memorizing them for the tests and then getting them out of my brain so I could memorize them again. I had one holistic teacher. This is sidetracking a little bit, but I think this is important to note. Um, Sister Killian, who was in, incredible. She's this older lady and I'll never forget I, the very first time I did an IV in the hospital on a patient. She was standing behind me and put her hand on my back. Little did I know she was literally doing Reiki on me, energy Reiki. And we like took a deep breath together and exhaled. And I like went to go put it in the vein and I totally blew it. I was so sad. I was like, dang it. Cause I could feel the energy. And I almost feel like I had more pressure cause I could feel like what she was trying to give to me. And I could feel that she wanted me so badly to like feel the energy of her and me and trust myself. But of course I, I blew the IV. I didn't get the IV. But I will never forget how much of an impact she had on me because I remember feeling her energy before I knew what energy was, right? And that kind of carried me through my nursing career. In fact, it absolutely did. And not just my nursing career, but um, being a nurse in general, I remember feeling really called to the energetics of holistic nursing, really called to... Um, Let's see, what's a better word for it? Because back then I wasn't even using the word energy. It was more just connection to the patients. Like even if they had an epidural, being in there with them, really being um, supportive and empathetic and helping them and washing them and holding them 
So I always had this sort of connection with women. I didn't really know what that connection was. And also this disconnect from the Western medicine side, which I'm still so grateful for because I do believe that there is a beautiful blend um, of both Eastern and Western medicine that is very important for our lives. But I just didn't know it then. Um, And I also didn't, you just don't know what you don't know. And that became so clear to me when I expanded my spirituality. And when I expanded even what it meant to heal a fever or what a fever was or what it was, what was happening in our bodies, the, the energy bodies in our, and energy systems in our bodies. So with that being said, you know, I don't think I realized just how mentally unstable I was until, until I was, I hit rock bottom until I found that hypnotherapist until I learned that there was so much more out there than just popping a pill or knowing a pill. Um, and there was something within me that, that knew that it was interesting going back really quick. Another story about nursing school. I was not, I feel like I was fairly good in school. Definitely not the top tier. I mean, nursing school is a whole other level. I was passing tests by the skin of my teeth, by the skin of my teeth. And there were some people in my, um, some people in my class that were just excelling. I mean, literally straight A's on all their tests. They could just memorize everything and go in and just like, they just got it book smart. Right. And then I will never forget the first time we did clinicals and I watched my colleague, a, a good friend of mine, really struggle in the clinical setting. Um, it's like this in-person energy, right? This bedside manner that can be taught, but it's more than that. It's how you react with people. It's how you feel people. It's their energy. And that's where I excelled. And that's what I wanted really to get when, um, that's not only what, what I wanted to get out of nursing, but also that's what I felt. That's why I loved nursing so much. That's why I connected with nursing so much. So, so when it came time to quit my nursing job, because at that point I didn't even tell this story. So I guess this is a good time to tell it. This was before I moved to Utah. So we're backpedaling just a little bit. I'm sorry. There's pieces in here I need to tell. So I had been working full-time nights um, as a charge labor and delivery nurse with two young kids. This was right before we moved to Utah. Okay. And I was really struggling and I thought, you know, I was obviously I had severe postpartum depression, but I also thought it was because I was really heavy. I thought that losing weight would help it. And what really happened is as we know now, because of the last part two, I explained that I was more miserable in a size zero than I ever was in a size 10, uh, Definitely my pant size did not help my happiness. It did not heal anything. If anything, it perpetuated so much more pain. But when I finally, so I started documenting my life, right? And I started like doing on top of nursing, started doing this blogging world, right? I'm blogging, I'm doing bloggy parties. I'm connecting with other crafting blogs. And I started sharing more about my workout journey. So I kind of turned into like this fitness blog and I just started growing my following And the connection happened, and I'm not sure if I said this already, but I'm going to say it again. The connection really clicked for me on the virtual side when I started connecting with women and their bodies. That's why I'm so grateful for my 
um, my time in the fitness world because it was such an important milestone and foundation for me to connect with women. Because even though I was struggling in my own space, there was a connection of wanting to better ourselves, of women and moms that were lonely and who wanted to lose weight or who wanted to connect with their bodies more. And really, that was the only way that they thought that they knew how. Because on a scientific level, there is that dopamine, right? There is that and those endorphins, like things come, really beautiful things, many more things other than washboard abs or a size zero gene, right? It's way more than that. And I didn't realize that. So I am grateful for that little unconscious piece of knowing that I was helping women on that way. And also myself. Anyway, um, I always knew once I started kind of getting more into the virtual influencer fitness blogger space, I knew that that's where I wanted to go because as grateful as I am for my nursing career, I was a completely checked out mom because I, one, I had to sleep in the middle of the day and really I only slept for maybe four hours and then I was up again with my kids because the whole point of working at night was so I could be with my kids. I... It, it was kind of this like backward psychology where I was pretending like it was beneficial when really it was really so unhealthy for me, but it was exactly what I needed at the time that, and two, I didn't realize how bad my, my, my mental health was at the time. So I'm going to go into a whole nother podcast about my business profile of not profile, but my business journey of why and where and how I came to where I am now. But I got my very first $100 sponsored post and it was with squatty potty of all of all the things. And I quit. I quit my nursing job. I quit my nursing job. This actually happened about, oh, I wish I knew the timeline exactly. Maybe not even six months, for sure under a year between moving from Idaho to Utah. I wanted to add that piece in because I kind of skipped over that, but I quit nursing. Um, and went full-fledged into blogging and with literally nothing to back it. And we really needed my nursing income, really needed our minors, which is another reason why we moved to Utah, because the pay raise was so great for Jeff um, working in construction. And we moved for his job. Little did I know it was also going to be so, of course it was, right? So pivotal for me, not just in my career, but also for who I became, who I am right now. Okay, so... So I'm going to jump back to learning about hypnotherapy and learning about um, yoga. And honestly, it changed everything for me. It changed everything. So I already told you the story about how I became, um, you know, or I, how I got to know the spiritual, the spiritual world. So I'm reading all these books. I'm consuming all these things. I'm healing in a level that I did not know I could heal. And something really magical happened that I knew needed to happen, but I was not willing to see it. I knew that there was another baby in heaven for us. I just knew it. I knew I was supposed to have another child. And I, before this, was not willing to get pregnant again. Both of my pregnancies were really difficult. I became, I was really heavy for my body. Um, and I really feel like my physical body was just, obviously, we always know or if we don't know yet, we'll learn from this podcast as an extension of our spiritual body. And I was just really unhealthy, you know? So I didn't want to be, I didn't want to become, um, 
I didn't want to become that again. I wasn't willing to sacrifice my body again. Honestly, I was too scared to get pregnant again, which is so selfish and also so real. It is. It's just real for, for my reality. And then once I realized the power that I had, the connection between my spiritual body and my physical body, really everything changed. And Henry, my son, his spirit started to come to me more and more. And it was like, he was ready. And I was ready. And I was ready to get pregnant again in a healthy way. And it changed really everything for me. And so I started on this path of talking more about spirituality and self-love when I was pregnant with Henry. And I had the most beautiful pregnancy and um, the most accountable pregnancy, really the most sovereign uh, a pregnancy. I, I worked out consistently. I ate really, really well. Up until that point, my pregnancies were a way for me to excuse how I was fueling my body. I was such a slave to food that my pregnancies were a way of me be, to be able to eat whatever I wanted. I had an excuse because I was pregnant. That's how I, I, I allowed myself to just literally eat anything. And it became really unhealthy for me because I just spiraled into um, not working out and fueling myself with only processed foods and just not having a clear awareness. When I realized, when I became um, aware of energy, and of um, my intention around things and also how everything is connected. I mean, there's, it's just, it's all so connected. Even just being aware of that and fueling myself from the earth and also allowing myself to have Twizzler pull and pills, that was like my thing. Orange juice and Twizzler pull and pills were like my thing when I was pregnant and also Little Caesar crazy bread. <laughs> but because instead of, instead of using food for shame, I was using food in gratitude. It just changed everything. And I wrote a program, a whole wellness maternity labor program. And it was so beautiful. And in 2017, February 22nd, to be exact, we welcomed our third child, Henry. And it was beautiful. I encapsulated my placenta, which as a labor nurse, at least back then, was like... I would have never dreamt I was that person ever. What's crazy is I always knew I wanted to be that person, but it was just like, for me, I think I felt very conditioned and educated through fear to believe that I couldn't be that person. No way was it okay to have a home birth. No way was it okay to encapsulate my placenta. No way was it okay to eat this organ that was flushing the toxins from me to the baby to out, out of our bodies, right? I, that's truly what I believed. And then when I started en entering this holistic energy world, everything changed and it was, a, it was pretty ungrounding and it has been very ungrounding. I'm sure I'll talk about that more because really the veil comes off and you realize, wait, everything that I had been taught was not actually true. <laughs> Not everything, but some things. And that was really where it started, um, pulling the veil off of Western medicine and pulling the veil off of pregnancy and what was available to me and all these beautiful things. So it helped me having such different pregnancies helped me really see what felt true to me. And 
I will say this probably a million more times, but I'm telling you right now, if you're on a journey of spirituality or on a journey of any kind, literally, if you're on this planet, this is important for you to know. You only know your truths. I will say this over and over and over again. So for somebody to feel so connected to a truth and then for it to be completely dismantled and then to learn a new new truth, I want you to know that two things can be true at the same time. Like you can still feel like you want to have like a, a really safe birth at the hospital, or you can go totally unhinged and do it at home. Like there are spaces for both, especially when you're on this journey and learning things slowly. Sometimes it's nice. Sometimes it's, it's better to learn things slowly and give yourself grace, knowing that you were just doing the best that you could when you did, when you knew it. Right. So Um, so I had Henry and it was beautiful and it was a beautiful recovery and it was beautiful self-acceptance. And I shared all of that really, really publicly on Instagram. And I talked more and more about self-love and I just became more and more aware of what my truth was and what was available to me and what was available to my children and these ideas of clearing the energies out of my home and creating a safe haven in my home and breastfeeding and then, um, having to stop breastfeeding pretty early and, um, and bottle feeding and formula feeding and having the ability and the sovereignty to trust that I knew what was best for me as a mother. And this isn't, this podcast isn't necessarily dedicated to that. We can do that. That's another topic for another time, but it was such a pivotal part in my spiritual journey, knowing that I had a better pregnancy than ever before. And it was because I listened to myself. In fact, in my course in this, it was called simply, simply maternity wellness, and then simply labor. Yeah, those were the two things. It was my first big courses that I created after this CrossFit at home program that I created that was like free on Pinterest when I lived in Idaho. In that course, I even say like, you know, best if the doctor is telling you to do something and you don't trust it, listen to yourself. No one will know more than you. And I really feel like one of the best ways that we can trust our intuition or learn to trust our intuition is through pregnancy, honestly, um, because our, our portals are so open. Our wombs are so open. I mean, they're literally creating life (sighs) more about the womb later, (laughs) But that was a huge piece of my journey. So I had Henry, I go through postpartum, I I create this incredible course. And as I'm doing this and as I'm growing and as I'm learning and as I'm on this spiritual path, Jeff and I continue to uh, grow, grow apart. He is working long hours for his construction job. He leaves early. Um, and goes to the gym and then doesn't come home until like five or six. So he's like gone from like five to five, five to six. I'm holding a baby, nursing a baby, have a baby in my arms as I'm like typing out this course and I'm working with affiliates and um, doing like sponsored posts for Nike and Adidas and all these things. And I also have these two other babes that I'm taking to school and, and it was, it was a beautiful life, but it was very much disconnected. And at that point I had to learn pretty early on that I couldn't share a lot with Jeff because he just wasn't on a different timeline than I was. And initially it felt really heartbreaking. And then I wish I remembered the timeline of it all because, and we'll, we'll 
talk about this when he comes on the podcast, but there was a time when I realized that I needed to go on my own journey. And if I was going to force him to do this, it wasn't going to work. And I actually learned this a lot through my children, because when I started down the road of meditation and yoga, I was doing this in front of my kids and I noticed something really powerful. I noticed that they were obviously mimicking what I was doing and obviously they were, they were mimicking who I was and, and, and all of these different rituals. And I thought, that's all I have to do is be so honored, honest with myself and do my own rituals. Um, and if it res resonated with him, great. And if it didn't, that's great. The biggest part for me was that he wasn't telling me not to do it. That was, in, that was important to me. And we had conversations. One of the biggest conversations we've already talked about, which was the, the, the quote unquote modesty situation. And we, we moved through that after a couple years, after a couple of really painful years, eventually, honestly, I think he just gave up because I wasn't going to back down because I knew I wasn't alone in it as far as, um, I knew I wasn't bad. Like I knew my truth was right for me. And so that continued. And, um, there was a point in my business that it was continuing to grow. So another interesting part about Simply City Jane is that we never had money to pour into my company. All the money that I ever poured into SSJ was from the money I made in SSJ, which was actually such a blessing. Um, because it was really confusing. What I what I did in the past and what I have been doing was always really confusing to the people close to me, which is actually fine, right? They just my family is much more private than I am. And I was I've always been really really outspoken and I've kind of made some controversial posts or just it just didn't make sense to a lot of people. And so I really felt Honestly, I really felt alone in a lot of my journey in the physical realm. And yet I said this in the last podcast, but this, this rings so true even more now or even more as I was continuing on this journey. Now I'm in like, I'm in like the 2017 to 2019 era <laughs> of my life. And I had so much support from my angels and guides and so much support from Jesus and so much support from all these goddesses that I didn't even know who existed at that point. I hadn't even dipped into um, educating myself as to who was helping me, who was supporting me, my ancestors, my guides, all those things. And as I did so, the veil continued to become more thin and the disconnect became more and more with Jeff and I. But I... I know now, I can see now that um, as I was healing and as we were separating ourselves or as we were growing apart, I really felt like I, um, it drove me more to help women more. It drove that divide. I just, instead of working on it, I would put my, my head down and just focus on this is helping me. I feel better. I mentally and physically feel better. And I've, I'm connected to my spiritual body more than ever before. And I'm learning what I believe, what I know to be true, not just because of I, I was taught or because I was told. And because of that, I felt like I couldn't, I just couldn't shut up. Now, in human design, I have a completely open throat. 
there's probably going to be so many times I repeat myself and I'm going to really try not to, but I might, but you'll, you guys will know by the end of this, by the end of this era of podcasting that I have a completely open throat. Cause I'm sure I'm going to say it a million, a million times. Um, but I just felt like I had things to say and things to share. And I, I never knew just how true it would be when I sat in the room with Henry or excuse me, when I sat in the room with Baylor and I was breastfeeding him and I was in postpartum depression. And then I felt a clarity lift when I started working out. I remembered I wanted to just grab every woman and just tell her just how special she was. Even before I had this like key, like this special sauce that I just like wanted so badly to give to everybody. I felt that way even as a labor nurse. I wanted so badly for women to understand just how magical they were because I saw it. I, right as a as a labor nurse, I just I couldn't believe the magnificence that was in front of me. And that just continued to evolve as I went on my physical journey and then in my spiritual journey. So every single tidbit, everything I learned, everything that I dove into, I just wanted to share because I was like I felt like I had the missing pieces to all of these, the secret hidden treasure that no one was talking about. And I don't know if it was because people were scared to talk. Oh, I'm, I know. I, now I know that people were scared to talk about it because, um, I don't think they felt like there was a place for spirituality or a place for sovereign thinking, uh, at least not in the community that I grew up, grew up in. And I know that that's not, that's not true for many people, but I just wanted to teach, people so badly that they were gods and that they had the power and that they could heal themselves and that stillness is the key and that movement heals and, and pulls energy and pulls trauma from your muscles and your fascia and can literally heal you. Interestingly enough, I, I thought it would be difficult to teach this, um, like a religious community about, spirituality, but actually I got more kickback from the Christian community when I started sharing that we were all gods. <laughs> I had no idea that was going to happen because they were really upset at me at that. Um, so that was an interesting part of my journey because as I was trying, so I, I felt like I just had this most special secret and I couldn't help but share. And then people were so offended by it because I was, you know, um, I was putting myself above God or I was keeping Christ out of it or like it was offending a lot of people. But amongst all that, I knew I had to keep sharing because I knew that it was helping me. And anytime I had a moment where I found something that helped me, I just couldn't help share. Also, I do this thing where I go all in and if I learn something or if something helps me, you know, I'm going to learn every single little bit about it. Okay. So I went to yoga, fell in love, went to yoga teacher training. So I'm obviously yoga certified. Right. And then I go even deeper to like deep Vipassana meditation trainings. And then I go into, oh, and when I was, when I had uh, Henry, when I was in, when I was pregnant with Henry, with Henry, I became pre and postnatal certified in fitness because I just, wanted these interworkings so badly. I wanted so badly to learn about everything that I thought that I knew. Like every time I went on this path, this unknown path that I'm paving, 
there's this like new rock, right, that I see and I open it or I, I pick it up and look on the other side or I crack it open and there's just like a whole new world. And all I want to do is just like hold these rocks and like walk on this path and just like scream and be like, you guys come look at these rocks. And then people just start coming and they look at the rocks and I'm like, go look for your own rocks on your own path. Okay. That was like a tangent, but I want you guys to look at your own rocks. I want you to turn your rocks over. I want you to crack them open because, because the power of knowing the power of knowing your own truth is so powerful. And also it's really painful. It's really painful because you learn that you're different. You learn that your truths are different. You learn that you might offend people by your truths and that's okay because I literally think that's why we're here so that we can unlock our own truths and become this beautiful wound bound DNA strand that's brand new and different and has our own 64 codons and has our own codes and has our own truths. So that's what I've been doing for the last many years of my life. So I have all these truths. I have all these truths. I have all these things. I start sharing more about self-love and people are like, what is self-love Sadie? What does that mean? This was in like 2017 ish, 2018. And I was like, I have to write a course. I have to write a course. I can't not, I can't just like respond to someone on Instagram and be like, well, self-love is blah, 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 blah. And it was so new at the time that I knew that that was what I needed to do. But the problem was I, it wasn't a problem. It was just a stage in my life. I had many little children. I had no money and I, I had no team. I didn't have a team. And that was something that I wanted to manifest. And so I'll never forget. I got an email and it was from this man who said he wanted to come into the business and help me grow the back end of my business, landing pages, courses, essentially be like the back end manager. It was the biggest blessing of my life, the biggest blessing of my life. And, um, we started a new LLC and there was like percentages and all those things, but guess what? Guess what happened? Well, first of all, what happened is I was able to create like 11 courses and this person was very, very patient because initially the person came in and said, let's do another fitness course. And I said, please let me write a self-love course. Like that's what my, my, that's what my community needs. So I sat down, I worked my hardest, put the kids to bed, went to a cafe, wrote my heart out and created the ultimate self-love series, which is like a four series because I realized, or maybe it's a five courses, because I realized the foundation of really spiritual awareness or spiritual or self-love, right, was mindfulness and nourishment, how you nourished your body. And then there was, there was different exercises to do for loving yourself, like mirror work and affirmations. And then there was the energy centers in you, the chakras, right? And then there's the movement part, the yoga essentially everything I had learned up until that point about spirituality in this course, while learning more about the intricacies of meditation through Dennis Parker, taking his classes and becoming a hypnotherapist. 
So as this is all happening and as I create these courses, guess what I don't create? I don't create a contract and I find myself in a lawsuit and it broke Jeff and I completely broke Jeff and I, um, to the point where we were so distant because we were both so afraid because this particular situation was going to cost us a lot of money, a lot of money, money for my ignorance, a lot of money for my lack of knowing. And I think every, I'll never forget this. I sat with a good friend during this time, thankfully through influencing and networking and my blogging days, I've created the most incredible relationships with the most incredible entrepreneur women, which I hope to have them on my podcast a lot of them. And so it was nice to con- not just confide, but get their advice on this. And one uh, friend of mine said, you know, you know, you've made it as an entrepreneur if you've been in a lawsuit, <sighs> but it was like the most painful lesson. So now in my other container that I have currently, I talk a lot about contracts because let me just, let me just learn the lesson and then I'll come and tell you the lesson so you don't have to learn it yourself. <laughs> but this This lawsuit lasted 18 months and it was hard and scary and sad. And there were a lot of untrue things said and also a lot of um, accountability pieces on my part. In fact, I kept, I think because my truths became so different from a lot of my family and because I am so like my Instagram came from like a family Instagram to now very much a business Instagram. I just never really talk about my business in front of my family just because now I have super supportive sisters and my mom is super supportive, even though she doesn't agree with half of the stuff I say. But when the lawsuit happened, I had to go to my dad who, um, my dad, stepdad, dad, for reference, my dad, who is a very much a dad, but you know, we're using the stepdad. So you guys can reference the entrepreneur dad. And it was actually really healing for us because it was very terrifying and it was very embarrassing because I had to tell him every detail. And it was also really healing because he, you know, sat with me and said, wow, look at what you've created. And up until that point, no one had really known in my family just how big of, of a business I had created because that year was an incredibly successful year. It was so beautiful to have people, to have a team to help me get my voice out. It was so important to me. Um, but this was an important piece of it. Right. And so it was powerful to have that reconnection with my father who helped me not financially with this. He's one thing that I am so grateful for now. I am so grateful for is he's not helped us financially. Every single dime that we've created and made has been on on our own through our hard work, which has been manifested and, and actualized because I genuinely believe it's because I was able to watch and witness him do what he was doing. Now I will say at this point in my journey, I was deep in the hustle culture. I was deep in like energy drinks and Adderall and trying to focus. Now I do have ADHD, but I was using it. I wasn't using more than a pill a day, but I was definitely using it to focus, 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 right? to the point that I think it was, it it became unhealthy because I felt like I needed it all the time. But this lawsuit really came, brought everything to a head. It was just like another huge up level, a huge up level. 
and, um, and it was painful and difficult, but he gave me some incredible sound advice and we, we got through, we got through it with my business. However, my marriage on the other hand was really struggling because also along these lines, I'm growing, I'm learning. I'm, I, I have new beliefs. I have new beliefs about myself. I have new beliefs about who I am. I have new beliefs about my spirituality. And also I have a a now crumbling business. So Jeff and I, we just, we just lost touch and we lost touch of each other. And I realized that was really my aha moment in my selfishness and um, and my business because I, the time, the only time, the only extra time I had were, was for my kids. Um, I've always been such an advocate for pouring into them because I wanted them, I wanted them to have as much attention as they could. And I just really let go of our marriage. And I think that Jeff will say that he did too. It was just clear that we were just trying to survive and we were just trying to do the best that we could. Also while completely disconnected on everything, on every level of what we believed and who we were. And this is when plant medicine came into my life. And we're going to do a part four <laughs> because this is a whole, this is a whole thing. And actually plant medicine is going to be weaving its way very deeply into this podcast. So I can finally have a place to share my most intimate. Mm, I don't know if I'll share my most intimate sacred moments, but I'm going to be sharing a lot of the most special moments of my life through plant medicine. So we'll go there next And I hope you do something today to help you feel more wild. Thanks for being here. Love you so much. I'll catch you next time.